Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We, as Americans, have the capacity now, as we've had in the past, to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become... An uncommon commodity. Now, Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, Wisconsin. Good morning, America. If you're listening at iHeartRadio, we sure do. Thank you for that. When I say we, I also include the one and only Sean Preble, who's with us all show today, and that's great news. Sean Preble, good morning, pal. It seems like I haven't been to work in like 15 years. <laughs> It's just like I was getting, I'm like, oh, man, it's just, you know, I had a great weekend, and and it's just, I just, it hadn't seemed like I haven't been here for a while, doesn't it? I was just reading a story this morning about a guy who retired at 55 and some of the unexpected things he's experienced. And it's weird when you have when you're so used to working six days, seven days a week, yeah. um, having two off in a row. Holy moly, oh. I was I was taken keen to this guy's advice about retiring at 55 because it felt like a retirement this weekend. I I like the way that sounds, my friend. <laughs> we're going to we're going to look into that very very deeply. Not that we don't love coming in every no. day and starting the Dan Connery show here on News Talk 1310 WIBA. If you'd like to give us a call, hope you guys had a great weekend. Had a great Easter weekend and um if you want to give us a call, 321-1310, toll-free, 877-235-1310. If you want to track us down on digital media, it's at Dan Connery, at D-A-N-C-O-N-R-Y. And if you want to harass Sean Preble, it's at P-R-E-B-S-O-L, at P-R-E-B-S-O-L. And, uh, Sean, I'm sure you, you and the uh, the boy had a great weekend. I saw the uh, tractor pull, and... Uh, <laughs> So that was, uh, and I just, I gave, I did give you a warning about the uh, the boy on Facebook. He's he's definitely a Tim Allen type, and he's going to try to soup it up when you're not looking. <laughs> well, he so. already. So the thing's got a high and a low gear, and like right. he doesn't he doesn't know what the low gear does. It's 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 awesome. cranked up, floored the entire time. He books around the yard with this thing. It's got a little, <laughs> and this is and Dan as if you know they when I was a kid they they were just coming out with those like power wheel things, and I was always jealous of the kids that have yes. them. Every kid has one now, and they're they're accessorizing. Like my son's has an FM radio, so he's cruising around the yard, <laughs> uh, going through the woods, jamming out to I don't even know. I think it was Star Country or something. He was listening to some some station that uh, that I I don't typically listen to. Uh, it was country music, and I thought, boy, oh boy, we got to write neck on her <laughs> all right good man and, uh, but did you notice how many adults were jealous of him oh. when they saw you post that photo it was like oh man how cool is that thing well, he was that and, and he uh, and you can see in the pictures is i mean the smile on his face when he when he took the wheel i mean ear to ear grinning i mean oh, oh yeah 
Gosh, if only we could be that. I mean, I miss that age. So you know what I miss? I, I, I miss unabashed joy like that. Yes. And, and there's nothing that's, that's going to interrupt that while he's in that moment. And number two, remember when you would tell your friends, I have to run home now? And you could. <laughs> you could actually run home. All right, I'm crazy. I'm insane. I'm going to run home all the way. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, one step at a time, Dan. You know, take, take it easy. Take care. All right. I, I'm going uh, to do a little gloating here. And I just want to, uh, first of all, I want to compliment law enforcement here in the state of Wisconsin, uh, bringing the uh, Jakubowski uh, situation to an end. I mean, that's uh, that was precarious. And uh, Sean, you and I discussed this, and uh, you know, I hate to uh, bloviate, but you asked me off air one day, you know, the potential of him being taken uh, without incident. I, as long as you don't cross that line. As long as that not, has not happened, and he might have been uh, uh, up north just contemplating under that blue tarp and maybe thinking about things, I don't know. But he didn't cross the line, and thank God for that. And we thank God for uh, Rock County and the uh, Janesville PD uh, and everybody else who uh, chimed in on that. Um, it's just, you know, it, w- when you're dealing with that level of uh, danger, you just, uh, I mean, it is what it is, and you don't want to antagonize and I had a couple of people email me, like they put obviously put on their junior detective caps and thought they knew something uh, in regards to what they were talking about. And there's a reason why you don't antagonize people. And if you're in the media, you certainly don't do that. It's very important you don't. At the same time, you want to talk about it. Uh, what I also want to bring up this morning is Wisconsin State Trooper Anthony Borstowski is uh, being laid to rest today. And I just want to offer my condolences to the Wisconsin State Patrol, every member of law enforcement here in Wisconsin. It's a family, and uh, it's a tough day. I just want to send my uh, my condolences, my love, and my thoughts. I've been there, and I don't like it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to wrap up the, uh, the United slash now all the airlines are coming out and talking about their new policies. And, and, and Preble, guess what? What's that? I, I was right. My instinctive reaction to that entire story, and you've seen postings on this all weekend long now, you have many airlines stepping up, coming forward and saying, listen, we're not going to do this anymore. And and I get an email uh, shortly after that whole thing broke with the uh, Asian gentleman who was dragged off the plane, and everybody's, uh, for all of you out there saying, he should have cooperated, he should have been a, you know, dill wad. Of, yeah, of course he should have cooperated. And, you know, people don't act like that. Normal people don't act like that. I get that. I understand that. But from a legal point of view, my instinctive reaction to this quote-unquote job that I used to respond to as a young cop uh, with my partner, uh, I consider the training I got maybe not the best, uh, you know, back in the 1980s, but it was pretty darn good. People cared about what you did as a police officer on the street and uh, what it meant to take somebody's liberty away. That was a very, very big deal. And I finally got answers to some of the legal questions that I had. Guess what, people? I, I talked about the special authority of the FAA and the, uh, certainly the authority of the captain mm-hmm. and uh, on that, that craft. Uh, but the fact is... Under the circumstances that we all saw on that video, uh, uh, post and uh, prior, and this is why you have three law enforcement officials, by the way, who've been suspended. If I would have walked down that plane with my great and powerful partner named Mongo, and we walked uh, up to the ticket gate and walked onto the plane, guess what? I was right. You have no right to grabbing somebody and just dragging them off a plane. Uh, the legalities have been nailed down for my satisfaction, and uh, his actions prior and uh, post the incident did not call for the intervention of law enforcement and a physical uh, taking of liberty, uh, a- a.k.a. arrest uh, mode. 
If I responded to that, and I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again today, we lowly street cops, we lowly police officers responded to a job like that would have said, let me see your ticket. Okay, he's got a ticket. Let me see your seat number. He's in the right seat. I'm looking up and down. Uh, I don't see any other injured passengers. I don't see an injured flight attendant. So all the... uh, you know, the Philadelphia lawyers who get on Facebook and say, oh, this is why you should have cooperated this time. Shemalama ding dong. And, uh, and to all the, uh, and all the uh, imbeciles who sent me email regarding uh, Mr. Jakubowski, I say these things because I've been around the block. I say these things because I had common sense in my law enforcement life and career. And I also had common sense inflicted on me by a crazy Irish immigrant and a Marine every day of my life. This was a civil tort. I would have told uh, the, the flight crew... Do not touch him. Don't put your hands on him because I'll be locking you up and leave him where he is. And if you're so offended, and if you're so bothered by the fact that he did not get up, you sue him. You, you make it a civil tort, but nobody put your hands on this guy. But uh, again, you know, uh, law enforcement gets used sometimes and, you know, and they don't really know their authority sometimes. In this case, I thought there was much more broad. Guess what? It wasn't. Uh, they should never have touched him. And, uh, you know, the whole stealing of liberty, it's a big deal, gang. You know, taking somebody's liberty, very, very big deal. And I would have said, call your lawyer to the airline. Do not touch him. He stays on the plane. And I would have walked off the plane. Guess what? Dan Connery was right. 47 past the hour. News Talk 1310 WIBA. If you want to give us a call, it's 321-1310. 321-1310. Toll free 877-235-1310. Dan Connery Show. News Talk 1310 WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back, Madison. Welcome back, Wisconsin. Welcome back, Sean Preble. I'm going to uh, ambush you with a uh, topic today, Preble. I-, I held back from you for a uh, good reason. Here. I live for these moments. Yeah, just uh, tells you what a wimp I am. All right, don't give me any advice, and uh, yeah, I'll see if I can get it past them. <laughs> um. Our uh, partners at 27 News have been doing a, a series, and we'll lay it out uh, these last few minutes of uh, the top of uh, this hour. And when we come back after top of the hour news, we'll discuss this at length. But um, there has been a very, very interesting um, a series and a piece on uh, 27 News um, that I, I think is, you know, it's really, it merits a conversation. And... Uh, it's talking about uh, equity and uh, justice for all uh, in Wisconsin regarding uh, members of the minority community, uh, regarding uh, the approaches of law enforcement and the reality of uh, this state. And again, somebody has actually used the phrase here that Wisconsin is the most racist state in the union. Now, I'm going to I'm not going to consume uh, two hours uh, uh, with this topic, but it certainly merits a conversation, certainly merits honest discourse back and forth here. And as we have heard, uh, Sean, uh, time and time again over the last couple of years, we have some of the uh, biggest disparities educationally uh, between uh, 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 students of color and white students as far as uh, performance academically, as far as their uh, test scores, as far as um, 
the um, and many feel there is an inequitable ap- application of education in our state. But when we really uh, uh, get accused of the racist uh, mantle and uh, being and I, I, I've read the quote here today a couple of times and I'm just making sure I got it right. We are the most racist state in the union because we have the largest incarceration rate of uh, African-American young men in our prison systems. Uh, per capita, and you look at, and again, obviously people do it uh, that way. And let me just read you this, and um, I'll ask you to vacillate over this over the top of the hour break. In this installment of the award-winning documentary series, uh, Our Wisconsin, we dig deeper into the issues some say prove our state is the most racist in America. Racial disparities, uh, the difference between how people uh, of different races are treated, are extreme and widespread in Wisconsin. The state has the nation's biggest uh, disparities between white and black people in everything from infant mortality to student performance and graduation rates to unemployment, poverty to arrest and incarceration rates. We hear that people uh, impacted by these disparities are uh, and, and examine how the history of uh, race in America has created uh, systems and institutions that have effectively uh, relegated many blacks to a second class citizenship status. Uh, and we discover why there's hope uh, that the dire situation of the nation and the state are now actually um, the perfect time to make meaningful change. More than two dozen people, most of them African-Americans, share their experiences and perspectives on the problems and challenges of living in Wisconsin. Then a panel of concerned citizens uh, joins us to talk about what needs to be done to give everyone a chance to be part of Wisconsin's image as one of the best places to live in America. Um, and it's an interesting series on uh, on uh, uh, 27 News uh, WKOW, and I, I would certainly admonish folks out there to watch it. Now, Sean, you and I have heard about the disparities, and it's been discussed for for quite some time uh, here in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, let me not sound like uh, I don't want to partake in a, in a legit conversation. And I, it's it certainly to me, I, I I would agree there's a problem. I would certainly agree that there are. Uh, things that we need to examine and understand. And um, it's difficult. It's a difficult topic. And me coming from law enforcement, you'll expect me to have a bias. And I do. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that. Let me go to uh, Linda, who's going to uh, close out this uh, top of this half hour. And uh, Linda on line one, thanks for your patience today, my dear. Appreciate your time. Go right ahead with your call. Oh, no problem. The reason I, I, I'm upset by the comments about being Wisconsin racist, our problem is we have such a tremendous welfare system and free this and free that that we attract a lot of people. That's not our fault. The reality is we have a state that just gives, 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 gives. And unfortunately, sometimes criminals go to those states where they are. And Linda, which and you suggest that there's a built in bias because of the uh, of the appeal of the state and the draw of the state. And uh so, uh, good call. Appreciate your comments. Uh, 57 past the hour. Top of the hour news coming up next. That is the one and only show on Preble. This is the Dan Connery Show. News Talk 1310 WIBA. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back. This is the Dan Connery Show. How you doing, Madison? How you doing, Wisconsin? How you doing? Uh, how you doing, Sean Preble? Uh, did, did you guys do any uh, Easter egg hunts or anything yesterday? We did. Uh, on Saturday, we went down to uh, my brother's church, and they do a uh, 
They have a unique spin on, uh, so to say, on how they do their their Easter festivities. They bring in a helicopter, and the helicopter is loaded with candy, and they <laughs> dump candy. And it like literally, I sh- I should have filmed this. Um, it rains down from the sky with this helicopter, and uh, it was a very windy day on Saturday, so the helicopter gets fairly low to drop the candy. So we're, yeah. here we are, hundreds of us standing here with our children. And there's this helicopter <laughs> swaying back and forth in the wind, buzzing over our heads, getting ready to dump all this candy. But it was, yeah, we did that. It was a, a t- on a fun. That's for why sure. do I why do I envision a lot of ambulances and less <laughs> Nesman saying, but, but for the love of God, I thought they could fly by everything holy. I thought they could fly. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, I'm glad that went uh, well and went safely. And uh, that, that sounds like a trip. That's actually sounds like a lot of fun. It's really cool. And, uh, <laughs> and I was shocked yesterday uh, at the, uh, uh, the there was, in fact, a uh, uh, White House is an Easter egg roll. They call it. They're very particular about the name. They call it the White House. Yeah, it's something uh, like that. Yeah, they try to not offend anybody and blah, blah, blah. But uh, but uh, they didn't blame Trump for anything. So it was a hell of a good weekend for him. Uh, you know, he didn't kill the Easter Bunny and didn't have anything to do with the, uh, the other important aspects. <laughs> but it wasn't Easter. without controversy, Dan. Oh, I knew you'd catch that. <laughs> Let him at it. Have at it, Preble. Apparently, they, the whoever manages this stuff at the White House forgot to place their order, and it took the company that does the yep. commemorative eggs tweeting to the White House saying, "Hey, you guys, going to get your order in?" So apparently, there were uh, half as many uh, half as many eggs available this year. Interesting uh, side note. <laughs> My son's soccer okay. coach, his him and his family were there. So I'll be interested to oh, talk cool. to him. I'll see him this week. I'm going to ask him how it went. So Yeah, we'll get the lowdown and the breakdown yeah. on that and uh, see how Trump screwed that one up. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, his numbers are now going above 50%. And uh, I don't know how much intel, intel you're gathering, people, but uh, there's some groups who are, for, who are very much looking forward to the president's arrival, and they're not his biggest fans. But mm. his numbers have now passed uh, the 50% mark in spite of – and Sean, you probably disagree with me on this, in spite of the barrage of negativity that this man has taken the last uh, um, uh, many, many days. And it's, uh, did he hit a hundred yet? I don't think he's hit a hundred yet. He's, nope, he's not at a hundred yet. Was... All right, I have a countdown clock or n- clock. Not All right. Count- <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll figure that out. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you along. We have James and Judy on hold, and I'm going to assail Sean Preble with this one first because it's a really uh, our friends at 27 News, WKOW, is doing a series called Our Wisconsin. And, you know, when I comment on stuff like this, let's face it, I, I know I'm the outsider. I know I'm the guy with the funny twang, but I've been here for a long time and, and I consider myself a good neighbor. And I but I I'm very careful to step in the wrong place. Uh, when I have a a man or woman who's a native of Wisconsin, I believe their opinion should be heard first. I believe their uh, belief should be uh, focused on. I, I know I'm a um, a forwarder of uh, opinion and blathering on occasion, uh, but as a former a member of law enforcement, I think it's important we have these conversations. And when you say that Wisconsin is the most racist state in America, Preble, I figured out one problem I have well, when I see something like that mm-hmm. or – even any accusation in the world of law enforcement, I, I realized one thing. I'm way too defensive about this when somebody brings up the subject. I, I tend to knee-jerk a little bit. I get a little bit uh, angry and emotional. And when you see the uh, on the very day that we're going to bury 
um, a uh, Wisconsin State trooper. And to me, it's kind of important to uh, tread carefully and show respect to both sides of the aisle here, or both sides of the issue, I should say. It's, it's not, it, it, that's the sad thing. This is political, and it shouldn't be. And and I'm going to admit my flaws and my thinking here regarding subjects like this. I'm very, very fast to defend law enforcement. I'm very, very fast uh, to defend our members in corrections and uh, uh, Wisconsin State Troopers, agents, deputies, and police officers out there doing the job every day thanklessly. And when you see, uh, uh, I, I hate these Facebook postings, like, hey, look, at this is how a cop does it right. Yeah, cops do it right every day. Uh, deputies do it right every single day, and they, they're not recorded uh, 24-7, which I know many of you would, out there would love. Uh, but at the end of the day, good professional uh, members of law enforcement are doing the right thing all the time. And, Preble, I'm sure you have a couple of opinions on this, and I'm not going to ambush you for the whole your whole thesis on this. But um, is it important that, uh, first of all, I, I think you probably agree with me, we, both sides need to uh, talk it down a bit and, and try to get away from the politics if we can do that. I think it's, that's pretty important. Yeah, and it's it's hard to do, and I think one of the issues that, that comes out of this is as you go through the data, you say, all right, something strange is here, but I don't know that necessarily the, the complete connection, whether it's the drop, you know, we're talking a, high, a disproportionately high dropout rate, um, incarceration, which is a big one. Um, you look at Milwaukee, you seen that area the high one of the highest segregated communities and areas in the entire country you start to add things up and you say something's going on here the question is is it racism is it something else and i think a lot of times too we tend to think all right racism is somebody that walks around dropping the n-word every other thing they uh they're part of the ku klux klan they you know they do all these things and in reality i think racists and racism is far more subtle far less it can be a, it can that. be institutional and systemic without a nefarious thought process with it. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, in other words, uh, if you're a, a police chief out there or a sheriff out there and you're responding to your uh, to your citizens and the people, uh, you know, who you work for and, and aggressive policing is certainly going to show um, the reality of who's committing the crime and who's getting incarcerated. And that for many people, that's a very difficult conversation. Because I find these conversations turn into a piecemeal, let's not offend, let's not step into this area of the conversation because we don't want to admit something. Um, I'm a prime example. And again, let me, I'm going to admit my flaw here, Preble. Uh, I get very, very defensive. I even get angry sometimes. Uh, but when you see a very conscientious report like this on uh, 27 News on WKOW, our partners, uh, our news partners here in Madison, uh, I, it's it would be wrong of me for not to sit there and at least try to take the information and at least try to understand uh, some of the frustrations uh, that people in the minority community have to a, a microcosm uh, of that is when I worked, I worked in a very, very busy command in New York and it was Crown Heights, the 71st precinct in Brooklyn. One of the busiest commands in the city. We were kind of in the lead for the homicide right there for a couple of years. We always got beat out by uh, Brooklyn North though. Um, not that I was a competition, but uh, I, I think about the realities in uh, showing you now that you think about Milwaukee, you think about Racine and uh, you get down to Chicago. And uh, is it a self-segregation? It is something uh, again, we all do this. Uh, yeah, I can honestly say I came from a diverse neighborhood, uh, which was back in the day. It was primarily Irish and Italian. Uh, then uh, African-Americans moved in. Then uh, the uh, uh, 
primarily Puerto Rican, and uh, and we made it work for some reason. It, there wasn't an out of control uh, a crime issue in in our neighborhood for many many years, and there was a common denominator. There was a common belief. There was a common uh, common familiar familiar uh, approach uh, to the family. There were expectations. And there were expectations in the black family, the Irish family, the uh, Puerto Rican family. You were um, within earshot by uh, by dusk. You were accountable on Sunday mornings when it was time to go to church. Uh, I'm sounding like an old fogey. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here, but I, I, I'm not, try, not trying to do that. And we need to address education. We need to address culture. We need to address um, the rejection of education because that's a problem in our society today. Uh, let me take one call, then we'll take a break. We'll come back to Judy and Rob. Let's go to James on line one. He's been very, very patient. James, thank you for the wait. I appreciate your time today. Go right ahead. Good morning, sir. You know, I, I, I get a little I get a little knee-jerk, too, when I hear things like this. And, you know, I'm not a native of this state. I've only been here 16 years. But when I see, you know, reports like this come out, first off, I don't like the way they use that language that we're racist because I don't know how you can compare it just to the – incarceration rate and, and I, I don't mean? know how you knew i don't know how you neutralize it to make it a a, a a benign word it's a really an accusatory word and it's 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 the worst word you could be accused of well the one thing i think about is okay so if if our incarceration rate is high for minorities how what has it done the past five years the past 10 years and right. you know what if through all this what if we're just a really great state with law enforcement I mean, that could be the other side of the coin here. You know, we have, you know, we have incarcerating all these people, all these uh, minorities, which I mean, I'm not saying there might not be underlying racism, but what if we just have outstanding, you know, uh, law enforcement that just catches people and makes sure they get incarcerated? That's the other side of it that I always think let's about. Uh, I, I will go to some of the nuances. Uh, I'll give you some of the law enforcement perspective and I will uh, I'll tell you, quite honestly, I've had several uh, back in the day. I had several conversations with uh, with defendants who uh, we did, in fact, lock up. And, you know, one guy pointed out one day, and he was a, a reasonable guy. He wasn't violent, and he just got locked up for a certain offense. And he said, you know, uh, I'm not – and he said, and I quote, I'm not calling you guys racist, but can you uh, picture a white defendant with the same charge sitting in the back of your police car right now? And by definition, uh, you know, the answer is no because of the precinct where I worked. But it also lit a fuse in my brain saying, you know, is, is that true? And I, and I go back to some of the drug offenses uh, of the 1980s, which – Disparately, it uh, you had the uh, the powdered cocaine, which you know people had a good lawyer, good defendant. You came from the right neighborhood, you know you didn't, you might have got locked up and got to arraignment. That was the last time you saw any jail time. We cha- we created what we call the uh, the crack uh, legislation, and that really beat up on the minority community in an unfair way. It did, and uh, and we cops on the street were the first one to say, "Whoa, whoa, time out. Let's raise the uh, the powdered cocaine." You know, uh, the affluent uh, drug users who are doing just as uh, uh, silly things, but you didn't have the um, the violence level. And that's what kind of took away attention as well. 
Um, James, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We got Judy and Rob. It's 18 past the I'm sorry, I'm babbling here. Uh, that's Sean Preble taking your calls at 321-1310, toll free, 877-235-1310. Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310, WIBA. This is the Dan Connery Show on 1310 WIBA. Hey, Preble, you ever just want to get a superhero outfit and, and become Weed Man? Right at the uh, right at the isthmus, and he's walking. I'm Weed Man! Hooray! Hooray! It's Weed Man! Hooray! See, I do see a bunch of a bunch of dudes who don't look like they get a lot of exercise. Occasionally, yeah. seeing the truck drive by and running after him. <laughs> Sometimes dogs chase fire trucks, and those dudes chase Weed Man. And uh, good times, good times. Hey, hey people, isn't it important we have? The, I think uh, I compliment Twenty Seven News for doing this series. And to me, they've made a they've created a balanced approach to the entire story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have representative law enforcement. I know a lot of academics and social scientists want to get involved and say, you know, they don't understand why there's the disparity and that there's some sort of inherent racism systemically from the government's point of view. Um, and the fear is addressing behavior, addressing culture, addressing what's taking place in neighborhoods all across the country. And uh, to uh, have the label that Wisconsin is the most racist state in the union, to me, it just, um, you know, I just don't like it. I mean, I'm going to try to be as reasonable as I can here. And I do believe this merits a good, serious conversation. Um, But uh, when you line up the fact that uh, some of the crimes and some of the violence that goes along with uh, some of the drug offenses, which is primarily what really creates a lot of the disparities, I think, is drug sales and obviously a violence associated with that. That's the genesis of a lot of our problems. Um, Can we talk about this without talking about the cultural, the behavioral, uh, uh, the overt rejection of education? Because I, you know, I quote unquote went to a uh, uh, lived in a poor neighborhood uh, going to a public school. We had the same teachers. We had the same books. We had the same uh, curriculum. We had the same uh, uh, approach as far as I could die, and the same expectations. And I come from one of the most successful public schools in New York City. In fact, it is the last and still there, by the way. It is the last eight year public school in New York City. Uh, PS 99 on East 10th Street and Avenue K where Neil Diamond went, where Woody Allen went, where uh, several uh, uh, famous people went. We had Nobel laureates uh, go to PS99 in Midwood High School and Madison High School. Um, but, uh, you know, are we speaking enough to uh, to members of the minority community? Let's let's call it for what it is. The black and the Hispanic community clearly is impacted the most here with, with the issues like this. And it, until I start hearing some some plain truths start to come into the conversation, there is a rejection of education. There is a, a celebration of violence in a lot of homes today. It's If you see a firearm, it's not the firearm's fault. It's the, uh, I'm sorry, it's not the uh, kid's fault. It's not the youth's fault. It's the firearm's fault. And that is such a flawed logic. Uh, to me, that's sitting there and blaming your toothbrush for not going in your mouth and cleaning your teeth. That's literally what you're saying. And again, I'm being defensive here, especially when it comes to law enforcement application. But that's ground zero. Let's be honest. That is ground zero. uh, The incarceration rate, uh, the violence rate. And I I have yet to see an academic come out and say predisposition to violence. Why is that phrase offensive to people? 
when you when you live in a household that you you know you're smacked for the littlest thing or belted for the littlest thing, that is a uh, that is a culture of violence. You know, not every kid has to get killed or smothered or rolled over on by their mother. Uh, the fact is, uh, when you have a, a youth who's 12 or 13 years old and, and the male figure who shows up on occasion and punches him in the face, then leaves. Guess what? That's a person who's going to be inclined to violence. Again, a very difficult, sensitive topic, and I'm willing to have the conversation. But every nuance, every variable, let's use the stem and leaf like we had in uh, statistics. Every variable has to be introduced into the conversation or we're not going to solve any problems. And that's where we, uh, America just turns around and says, like, oh, my God, you know, I, I don't want to talk about this. I'll be called a racist. You're not a racist. If you don't want there to be children in jail, if you don't want children to be dropping out of school, if you don't want ignorance, illiteracy, and stupidity uh, roaming your neighborhoods, we need to have this conversation. But it has to be an honest conversation, and every nuance must be introduced. That's the difficult uh, part for a lot of people out there. Let's go to what uh, Judy uh, online too has been very, very patient. Judy, you're on the Dan Connery show. Thanks for your time today. Go right ahead with your call. Hey, Dan, and I, you know, I called, and it's, it's. I'm commenting on the caller before. I think it's our law enforcement. I moved for, here from Illinois, you know, around the Chicagoland area, and All it's right. the law enforcement up here. I mean, we we have. Some of the best, you just said that, you know, they caught that criminal over the weekend and they did it so professionally. It's it's amazing. And, you know, we just don't jump out of the car and racial profile and jump in and say, okay, you're going to, to jail. We don't. That's not how this the United States works. So I think these guys are just doing a phenomenal job. And you're right. We need to have uh, figures in these kids' life. We need we need people that are telling them, yes, you know, you can become something, anything you want in the United States. You know, you don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 let's use the example, Ben Carson. Have you read his book? His, his He did not have a dad figure. Mom would co-cock him if he didn't go to school. That's what yeah. happened. Mom worked two jobs to send both him and his brother to school. Now look at where this guy is at. I mean, come on. You, you, you have to make a decision in your life sometime to what road you're going to walk down, whether you got a mom or dad. My dad was a terrible alcoholic. I, had, I, I, I was not predestined to become an alcoholic. It's a choice. And yeah. so, I, you know, right now I'm sitting in my own house. I own eight acres, and I, I'm a single woman. You know, I, I, can I jump up and down and go minor, minority, minority? Absolutely. Am I going to? No. And that's the truth. Judy, I appreciate your call today. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for your patience as well. Uh, 321-1310, Toll free, 877-235-1310. There's a couple of things uh, Judy said there that I, I, again, I'm not calling for uh, the children uh, to uh, start being moved into camps and uh, brought to re-education institutions and facilities uh, to uh, excuse what may or may not be happening in the home today. But culture has to be part of the conversation. Celebration of violence has to be part of the conversation. When it's rapped about, when it's uh, portrayed in a video, when it's portrayed on the movie screen, and uh, it, uh, uh, one of the dumbest things I ever saw in my lifetime, and uh, you know, I, I've said this to friends of mine unabashedly, I'm like, you're sitting there, and when a camera rolled over to you, I, I don't just break Kanye uh, West's uh, chops on this. 
uh, when the camera comes over to you and you're smiling, having a great time, all of a sudden you turn around, oh, it's a camera, i got to look hard. That is such, I mean, it's just a silly, ignorant thing to do. And, and the little cultural things like good morning. In my school, in PS99, no matter how what tough building you came from, you walked in, teacher said to you, shut your mouth, you don't speak that way in my classroom. You could do that at home, but you're not doing that here. And that needed to happen. In the Marine Corps, when, when guys came into the Marine Corps, and my dad dealt with this, uh, again, back in the day, Marines dealt with this, and, and they, the Marines deal with it much more professionally today, but they changed culture. They changed thinking. My dad raised my brother and I. Listen, I could beat that out of you. You can have that problem as much as you want, but that will be gone. I will solve that problem. And uh, when when I was a young New York City cop and I began my journey into conservatism, you know, between Rush Limbaugh and Dr. Savage, I I just, you know, common sense was smacking me in the face. And I had to understand something when I found we had a toddler who was dead on the floor after falling out of a window. And you have several people standing there on one side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Side of the equation saying, where was the superintendent? Where was the government? Where was the gates? Why didn't uh, somebody do something? Well, you know, where was Bookman to, uh, to uh, seal everything up? You got to be kidding me. And the other side of the equation with the cops, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters standing there saying, where, were the, where was the babysitter? Where was mom? Where was dad? And it's if we're going to talk about this and we're going to accuse Wisconsin of being the most racist state in the union, let's start having an honest conversation, shall we? Uh, let me, uh, you know what, uh, Rob, stand by because we're just about at the uh, the bottom of the hour break here, and I do not want to cheat you out of any time. We got Rob, we've got Dave, and if you want to give us a call, it's three two one thirteen ten three two one thirteen ten toll free eight seven seven two three five thirteen ten. It is uh, thirty one past the hour. We got bottom of the hour news coming up next. Stand by, plenty of uh, time left in the show, and we'll talk about this. And it, it ain't easy, but I'm just reacting to uh, which I think is a very good piece. Uh, with our uh, 27 news partners, WKOW. And uh, that's Sean Preble taking your calls today. This is the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310, WIBA. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Dan, what do you mean by culture? Dan, what do you mean by behavior? Dan, what do you mean by all these things? I'm not going to veil anything here. We are now in pursuit of a man who live-streamed a murder. Uh, A man who decided uh, because, and I quote, I was angry with my girlfriend, so he live-streamed a murder. Let's go back a few weeks. You had three individuals in Chicago who decided to uh, savage a uh, a disabled kid and live stream it on Facebook. Um, I will not accept the response, Dan, it's not a cultural problem. Yes, it is. It is a celebration, whether it's uh, lyrics in a uh, rap tune, whether it's uh, on a video, whether it's in a movie. 
and and I know there's a great conflict within a lot of minority communities today. How many kids did I grow up with who were great students, spoke well, were very, very uh, good academically, and in their own circles, they had other uh, black folks telling them, you you don't act black enough. And, and uh, you know, how do you fight that? How do you put up with that? And, and I can't describe it or, or offer a, a, a solution to it, but I know it exists. We can talk about the incarceration rate. We can talk about the disparities academically. We can talk about it, but I want to really talk about it. And if if you want solutions, uh, they're not going to start at the jailhouse. If you want solutions, it's not going to start in the back of a uh, a police cruiser. Not going to happen. Uh, you need to walk into the kindergarten class and say, "Good morning, so and so. Good morning, so and so. Stand up. That's the flag. Pledge of allegiance. Do you think they know what the pledge of allegiance means at that age? No, they don't." But they will learn discipline. They will learn that there is a um, societal norms, acceptable behavior, what we do. If you're telling a teacher today that they're being insensitive uh, to somebody's culture by demanding that they speak properly and respectfully, uh, that's a losing battle. That child has no chance in society. So, yeah, I'm that scary talk show host named Dan Conry. Yeah, yeah, I, I scare the hell out of you. I bother the hell out of you because I come from your neighborhood. I went to your schools. I played the same games, had the same teachers, had the same books. And when I got home, there was, in a, there was a very, very high expectation. What'd you do today? Uh, what idiots are you hanging out with? Little things like that. Even when my parents got divorced. There was that united front, which I did not like, <laughs> of discipline. It was there. It was waiting for you. Um, let's go to Rob. Then we got Dave. Then we got Conrad. Uh, Rob, welcome. Thanks for your patience today. Good morning. You're on the Dan Conry Show. Thanks for your time, pal. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just want to kind of jump in on this because I think it's great to talk about these issues if we actually talk about them. We've been going through this for years talking about this. And, yes, I think Wisconsin is one of the most racist states in the union. Matter being, when I got incarcerated, the first thing that my lawyer told me when I got there was don't tell them why you're there. Because half the kids that were in the Ferris Center happened to be black. They were mostly in there for driving with no license. They're not paying a, you know, a fine of some sort. Right. So my advice was to not tell them what I was there for because uh, I had the privilege of a lawyer to get me out of it or a father that had the money to pay for it. So I think that is a huge issue. And that arises with the DOC. I mean, we need to really reflect on what we're putting kids in jail for. Uh, there's yeah. got to be alternate programs out there. Get them doing some community service. Give them the option. If you're going to jail for not paying a fine, and then it's on your record for the rest of your life. Dave, I'm glad you're talking about this because I was watching one of the cop shows. I forget what which one it was. And it was somewhere, I believe, uh, I'm thinking out west. And there was a woman who had unpaid tickets who was pulled over uh, during the show, and uh, she was coming home from the gym. It was a very nice car, uh, clearly a woman of uh, of means. She gets pulled over, 
And 20 minutes later, I'm looking at three radio cars sitting there. I'm looking at one supervisor sitting there, and she's getting cuffed up and put in the back of, of a cruiser. I'm saying yeah, to myself, why do I have three solved? cops? Why do I have three cops off patrol, number one? Why do I have a boss standing there, number two? And why is this chick's car getting vouchered when this should be a civil tort? If, yep, if you, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to snatch the, yeah, if you want to snatch the vehicle down the road, I mean, they were like, this was like three unpaid tickets. I was driving from Janesville to, um, um, to Delavan one day, and uh, a very, very professional trooper pulled me over, and and uh, and I obviously I was uh, mistaken with something. I wasn't doing something right, and uh, I had a rented car. And he says, you know, I, I could actually take this car with this offense. And I'm like, you're telling me that I just provided you a license. Uh, a contract for the rental vehicle, and I'm clearly sober, and I'm having a rational conversation with you, and you tell me that you can literally snatch this vehicle because it, it might have been uh, a, a speeding offense. I'm like, you, you know, I, and I'm asking you, look into your constitutional mind and ask yourself, does this make a hell of a lot of sense? A lot of the forfeiture nonsense, by the way, is coming to an end. A lot of judges are starting to wake up to how nefarious that is. Um, and, and again, I, you know, I, I consider myself a cop's cop. Nobody was greater supported than my brother and sister officers. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the economics. I'm looking at the reality. Once again, we have bureaucrated our way to having three cops off patrol with the boss on the scene, taking somebody's car, a woman, clearly it means, well, you know you can get the money. Uh, and to me, that's a civil tort between her and the county. Why am I losing cops off patrol? That's negative. I, I don't go for that. I, I got a big problem with that. And, uh, and Rob, I appreciate your call today. And again, Rob has pointed out the, the legal availability to a minority kids today. Uh, you know, they, they uh, get thrown into a system. All right, yeah, take this charge. You get to, you know, eat, just eat this one and we'll, we'll knock it down to this and you'll be happy. How's about I didn't do anything wrong? How's about, yeah, I committed no offense. Let's go to our good friend Dave in Gurney, Illinois, the much maligned Gurney, Illinois. Dave, it seems like months we've spoken. Go right ahead, my friend. Thanks for your time. Hope you had a great weekend. You too, Dan. Hey, why is it that when uh, an organization like whatever the organization was that came out and said that this is racist, um, it was the coalition or whatever they're called, how is it that they get the privilege to be able to call a whole sect of society racist and not have any accountability where we can find out who the individual is in that organization that put out the directive to say that these that that we're being racist. If we took them, if we found out who that person was and we went to them and said, how can you come up with that idea that 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 the way police handle situations is racist and we put them on the spot? They're going to squirm, and they're going to have to try to come up with a way to to defend it. But if they right. come out and say a statement, a blanket statement, they're able to get away with it. I think it's about time we anybody who comes out and uses the word racist, they have to be put down on the carpet, and they have to explain themselves. Because I Dave, think the, uh, the Dave, when you comes from them. Dave, when you call for statistics, numbers, reality, uh, fatalities, uh, injuries, uh, economic impact, and you you get that blank stare during the headlights from them saying, who the hell are you to ask that question? And then you offer them a book called The War on Cops, and you offer them uh, statistics, uh, numbers, reality, the truth. The truth is not acceptable in these conversations today. That's why I, I find it offensive, and that's why I bring it up. It's just exactly. uh, to me— yeah, 
It's uh, I'm allowed to be offended. I'm allowed to have an opinion here, and I'm allowed to say that the nonsense that's going on in the college campus today, and the snowflakes, and the uh, safe zones, and uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, I, I'm not allowed to sit here and say uh, this is uh, absolute BS. It's 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 a drive. It's a movement, and it's a Democrat communist movement. That's all it is. They want want want. Give me give me give me shamalama ding dong, and yet uh, I ask you to take a sixth grade reading test here on the college campus. You run like a deer. You're hopping over fences. I'm out. Just call me crazy, yo. Just call me crazy. I uh, got to take a break. Uh, it's 46 past the hour. Conrad will be next after the break. 321-1310. Toll free. 877-235-1310. Dan Conrad Show. News Talk 1310 WIBA. Now more blue-collar common sense with Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back, Madison. Welcome back, Wisconsin. Dan Connery, the scary talk show host who will talk about the issues and try to keep it a, a rational conversation. But again, I'm a guy who's a bit emotional. I'm a guy who has worked in a profession that I believe is honorable, that I believe is one of the most professional in the country. And if you want to dispute some of the laws and some of the legislation and some of the uh, over the top, every time the Democrat communists see something wrong, they want more laws on the books. Every time the Democrat communists sees what they think to be an injustice, oh, well, let's make another regulation. Let's create another form for our law enforcement to fill out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So they got to fill out a novel after they do a, a, a Terry stop. Uh, which is ridiculous, which makes no sense. It is stupidity. And the juxtaposition against the member of law enforcement today, who, by the way, I got to offer this caveat every time. I'm, yep, there's some bad apples because why we hire from the human race. We are a flawed species. Are there injustices? Yes, no doubt about it. And I will have the conversation honestly with you. But until... A, an honest academic or an honest social scientist or an honest politician comes forth and says, listen, these are the problems on both sides of the aisle. These are the problems both legally, culturally, um, administratively. I mean, I, I'm, I go back to that uh, show I was watching. I got three cops off patrol and a boss standing there because a woman owed money on tickets. I got a problem with that. I got a problem, big problem with that. You, back on patrol. This is what I dealt with. This is the supervision that I had. You, imbecile, what do you do? go back on patrol. Go pick up jobs. You're not here to uh, handle the administrative world of New York City. That's, that's not what you're here to do. You're not here to handle the bureaucracy. Disappear, guy. Okay, okay, boss. See you later. That was it. And, and again, we've administrated and bureaucratted our way into a, into a, uh, a corner that is ridiculous into a corner that no longer gives cops discretion, gives our deputies any uh, choice in matters. You got 14 and 15-year-olds who, to me, seem like a decent kid, but now, today, can you cut them a break? Absolutely not. You'll have your rear end suit off. 
Let's go to Conrad on line two, who's been very, very patient. Hey, Conrad, you're on the Dan Connery Show. Thanks for your time today, pal. Go right hey, ahead. Dan, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, last Friday there was a guy that was apprehended. He caused a buzz all across the nation, and he was apprehended. He and, and my my background, my old stomping grounds out in the Kickapoo Valley. And, uh, you know, growing up I, out there, it, it's, a, it's a different – I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I, I felt like I was stuck in the middle of nowhere. But what it did is it actually groomed me to be able to actually feel like I'm, I'm uh, a regular adult. Uh, you know, I mean, it was a conservative atmosphere out there in the hills. And uh, just the way that guy was apprehended last week was is the epitome of, of the area. You know, there wasn't a big standoff. There wasn't a shooting. The guy had a conversation with another man, and then the yeah. cops were contacted, and they came in, and they got him. And that's exactly what that area is like. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's a let me uh, Let me, uh, Conrad, let me, uh, let me try to describe what I think you're saying here, is that because you grew up in a place where you had to uh, uh, more or less take care of yourself, your families took care of uh, land, property, and uh, their needs— and there wasn't a syndicate of a city uh, organizations or a, uh, a, a obviously a high profile uh, bureaucratic uh, assistance uh, program for you in that in that neck of the woods. Uh, you had to fend for yourself. You had to take care of yourselves. There was independence. There was critical thinking. There were things that uh, you had to take care of on your own. And uh, I, I and I get your point. And you know it's 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 interesting. I get it. Uh, and. When Conrad goes on to say that, you know, it's, that area is the epitome of how the young man was apprehended. Um, I believe there's great law enforcement all over the country. Uh, and, and in fact, I've been very, very uh, complimentary of individual deputies and police officers on solo on patrol in areas up north where they have no help. Um, the closest help they have could be as far as uh, 20 minutes to 30 minutes away. And the, their training is tenfold uh, of what a lot of city agencies get. I was spoiled. I mean, we had a crime scene unit. We had a ballistics unit. We had uh, great investigators for specific crimes. It's, uh, I, I, and I get your point. And, uh, Conrad, I appreciate your call today. And, uh, you know, is the government there for us too much? Is the city there for us too much? Is the county there for Is the state there? We, uh, are we counting on the government too much? I can't tell you how many people I was frustrated with. I was frustrated with this weekend. It's like, well, you, you know, you're on the plane. You're supposed to comply. You're supposed to, you know, I would have gotten up and left the plane. I get that. And this doctor was dragged off the train and, uh, pardon me, the plane. And everyone is saying, well, you know, he was a D. He was this. Yeah, yeah, he was a boob. But guess what? He was well within his rights to do what he did. And the airline attorneys came out and confirmed what my thoughts were. This man should have never have been touched. He said, screw you, I'm not getting up. They should have moved to the next victim. And when I say victim, yeah, I mean a victim. Yeah, you got a flight crew, you got four uh, who need uh, four jump seats to uh, get to the next location. I understand what needs and obligations, but if it was so important, and if it was so needed, and it's so debilitating to your airline, how come many airlines today are saying, yeah, we're done with that policy, that's gone now? To me, this is just as nefarious as the uh, as the mob, uh, and this is a mob tactic. Yeah, we're going to start charging for bags on the plane. And then they saw how much money they were making. That will never go away. That We're stuck with that forever now. Used to be, you know, all right, yeah, bring a couple of bags. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get you from point A to point B. <laughs> and Preble, you may want to back me up on this. 
Has the some of the discount flying really hurt the uh, the quality of flyer in the air? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'll pay another 40, 50 bucks to uh, be left alone. You know. I, go ahead. I, I gotta say, I like the the a la carte stuff. I like charging more for just about everything. And as somebody who, when I travel, I travel simply. I carry most things with me. I carry it on. I keep it. Typically, I can stow everything under the seat. Even I don't even need an overhead yeah. bin. I like that I'm not footing the bill for somebody else's a bunch of baggage that their luggage that they're throwing underneath the plane. I like which just that. tells me which just tells me you're going to report to the government when you're 68 to have yourself killed. All right, yeah, I've lived long <laughs> enough. Yeah, my the little crystal in my hand has turned blank, so I guess I'm supposed to die now. So I, I need to move. I, 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 I you know what? I've had a lot of friends actually agree with you. Uh, if if you want it, you could pay for it. If you don't want it, you don't have to pay for it. I mean, that's that's the a la carte stuff that you mentioned, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, go ahead. Oh, and I was gonna say it also forces the airlines to view luggage more as actual. There's there's a dollar attached to that luggage, which suddenly makes it more important than before. As oh, we're just doing yeah. this as a courtesy. Yeah, that's a great point. It's like you know, hey, now bags. It's like oh snap, they paid for that. We gotta <laughs> yes. find. We gotta find this bad boy. You know, it's uh, uh, I don't know. It's just it seems to me that everybody's willing to comply. I'm not asking for anarchy out there. I'm not asking, but uh, as a, as a young cop with me and my partner, we would have responded to that uh, ticket gate and said, "Let me see his ticket." All right, uh, uh, passengers, anybody here get assaulted by this man? No, I would have handed that ticket back to whether uh, the passenger, and I would have told the airline uh, attendants and personnel, "Call a lawyer after you land. Do not touch this man." I would, and I would have walked off the plane. And people, are like, no, you're wrong, Danny. He's not supposed to do. It. Yeah, well, guess what? The lawyers just admitted it over the weekend. That's what they were supposed to do. Um, that's Sean Preble, who's willing to, uh, give the government his life. <laughs> I joke. I kid. I kid. Um, this is the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310 WIBA. We shall return. This is the Dan Connery Show. Blue collar common sense. Common sense solutions. That's where we have to go if we're going to save our state and save our country. Join the conversation at 321-1310. Toll free at 1-877-235-1310. We as Americans have the capacity now as we've had in the past to do whatever needs to be done to preserve this last and greatest bastion of freedom. Or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Common sense has become... An uncommon commodity. Now, Dan Connery on 1310 WIBA. Good morning, Madison. Good morning, Wisconsin. Good morning, America. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, glad to have you along. Glad to be with you. That is the one and only Sean Preble taking your calls at 321-1310. 321-1310. Toll free. We could do that for you. 1-877-235-1310. Want to track me down on Twitter? It's at D-A-N-C-O-N-R-Y, at Dan Connery. At D-A-N-C-O-N-R-Y. And if you want to harass Sean Preble in any way, shape, or form on Twitter, it's at P-R-E-B-S-O-L. At P-R-E-B-S-O-L. And Sean Preble, you have raised a very, very good point during the break. Uh, so much so I hate to admit it. Got our buddy Jamar on hold. Um, I want to read this story first. I'm, then I'm going to go to uh, Sean in regards to the question that I think it's a very fair one, actually. Uh, I got my numbers wrong in Chicago over the weekend. It was 28 people shot in less than 18 hours in Chicago. And I don't know if somebody's sitting in a state capitol or a police station or a school or a mental health facility. 
uh, collectively can stop this. I don't know if they can do that. But uh, some of the, the, the racial question that I, I bring up today, I, I think Sean Preble really raised a good question during the break. And he was in conversation with somebody over the weekend. Sean, let me, you know what? I'll let you ask it. And then I'm going to have to admit, it's a really, actually a very good question. It was actually a mutual friend of, of both of ours, Darrell right. uh, Connor, who fills okay. in yeah. and, and was, uh, we all know him, obviously. Um, he had brought up the question about with this whole situation involving this doctor coming off the United flight. Um, very quickly, TMZ and others came out with, oh, this guy's got a bit of a, a checkered past, some issues with um, allowing people to work off their debt, apparently, and uh, right. maybe some uh, drug issues, uh, selling. And then again, um, that was all dealt with outside the court system. But but what 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 was interesting was a lot of people felt that. Um, that that we shouldn't be bringing that into into the conversation that that doesn't make what happened to him on the airline correct which I, I totally agree with but we see right. a lot of times and I'll use a local case Tony Robinson uh, 19 year old right. kid shot and killed by a police officer um, tragic situation there but right away um, police released hundreds of pages of records on him um, talking about a uh, conviction the year before I do believe I uh, had a three year uh, probation thing we're involving a home invasion. All of this stuff was out there. And and for a lot of people who defended the Madison Police Department um, would say, well, here's this kid. He's got uh, he's got he's impulsive. He's got a violent past. All of these things are important. Look at his criminal record. Um, and, and I think the, the, the hypocrisy that that was was being pointed out to me was on one hand, we say, all right, this paints a better picture. And on the other hand, we say, well, we don't need that because it's irrelevant to the court case. And people start asking questions there. Um, my one response to that, and again, it's a legit question. I think Darrell Connor is right about a couple of things. Is there a different standard, uh, for the, for the black defendant, for the uh, black kid who, who can't afford a decent lawyer? Again, I think Rob raised a good point today earlier, uh, caller Rob, uh, you know, some of us had uh, parents who could afford lawyers back in the day and, uh, d- didn't suffer as much at the criminal justice system by, by virtue of poverty and, and, uh, standing. That being said, as a former detective and as a former law enforcement official, I would tell you that somebody's life came to an end as a result of mm-hmm. that contact. And there would be demands for everybody's records. And, and there were certainly demands uh, for the officer's uh, records. And you and I discovered in short order this officer had a very good reputation on the Madison Police Department and, and a very good background, very good history. And that would have been demanded on both sides. And when somebody's life comes to an end, I really do believe it changes the game and we need to find out everything. And I, that investigation is way too important. To I think so much of this stuff, because it plays out in the court of public opinion, I think a lot of it is relevant, just like I think, the, for example, going back to Tony Robinson, the fact that he was 19 and you, you know, you think of and, and Dan, I know you'll come in this in this crowd as well. If I were cited every single time I broke the law as in my youth, I would have also a, a criminal record hundreds yep. of pages long. I mean, there there's so many things that you do. You go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I got away with that. And it's like this guy on Friday that got that got picked up. If you go back and look at his his criminal record. You find out that this dude basically couldn't step out the door without somebody writing him a ticket yeah. for a lot of silly things. There are some people, for some reason, that the police just simply seem to target. And I don't know what causes it. I don't know the full story. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just yeah, saying there no, are some I'm, people that just get it worse than others. 
And certainly if this, you know, Jakubowski turns into a ground zero and he, somehow, some way we can determine he was a victim of harassment, uh, I, I think his, uh, again, there's a case where his mental illness and his family actually was very helpful in pointing that out. Uh, just to let everybody know, this guy is certainly dealing with some issues. Um, uh, that information helped the public and it certainly helped law enforcement to be prepared to react in, in certainly a, a more careful way. But uh, without further ado, let's uh, go to our buddy Jamar, who has certainly lived his life in a, in a city and lived his life as an African-American and certainly has a different perspective uh, than uh, all of us do. And uh, Jamar, appreciate your time and patience today, pal. Thank you so much. No, no, man. Thank you, guys, uh, always for having me on. Sean, um, as usual, as you always give him credit for, hits on a lot of points. I think sometimes Sean is a is a black dude in a white man's body. Seriously. <laughs> um, but when I, let's 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 tackle a few things here carefully. All right. When there's a shoot, when there's an uh, officer involved shooting, you got Sean is right. We do, especially a black victim, a black or brown victim, we immediately release his prior criminal record. And and we do not do the same when it comes to that officer that was involved in shooting. A lot of times, those police uh, unions and all of that say that we can't release his record right now. I just personally was not, I mean, not me personally, but I was involved, I had a, a friend that was involved in a police shooting, or excuse me, in a police altercation where he was assaulted and beat up. The officer, okay. um, the, the city settled with him, but the officer... Also kicked the guy in the head and 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 gave him brain. Oh, I, yeah, I read about this case, and uh, okay. one officer has resigned since. Uh, after he, he been, yeah, he was yep. fired. Here's the thing, yep. though, Dan. During the during the settlement, they didn't they did not truthfully tell the fact that this cop had had been cited six or seven times and was already about to be terminated for his actions with the with the uh, kicking the guy in the head. So. Black and brown people feel that we're not being honest when it comes to the arrest records of uh, uh, police. All right, Jamar, I, I can tell you this. As a former PBA delegate, as a former union guy, uh, it was almost instant when we would get our uh, background administrative personnel record requests from the media, from the press, almost instantly after a high-profile case. We can only hold that back so so long. And uh, certainly, the and you're right, Jamar, as a union delegate, I'm like, well, no rush yet. Let's uh, let's start getting the facts out. And uh, because a lot of times people had nefarious um, ideas regarding that information, like giving out officers home address and uh, phone numbers. And uh, it, it got a little uh, get a little wacky there for a while. But that being said, the, the request for personnel records was almost instant and administratively and legally. We can only hold that back for so long. Uh, if there is a public safety issue, if there is a, uh, a personal uh, safety issue. Uh, but I get your point. I mean, and I, I think uh, Sean brought it up well, that uh, why is it that this doctor's uh, uh, nefarious background was not grist for the mill, uh, like so many defendants out there who've come in contact with the police and uh, may have regrettably uh, uh, lost their life as a result of that contact? Um to me, I, I think uh, cities respond a, a lot more aggressively uh, than just 20, 30 years ago, where they will give out the information. Uh, obviously, the first few days, I believe there's a public safety issue. But um, when you're trying to establish the atmosphere, trying to establish 
the uh, let's say the behavior of Tony Robinson. There was a history of uh, him. And again, you know, drug use is certainly doesn't equal the death penalty. I'm with you on that, Jamar. Uh, but the fact is, we need to figure out what the path of this person was, what the background of the person is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say we walked into a, you know, a junior high school and whacked a kid for no reason. Um, Tony had a background, and certainly the officer needs to be able to defend himself as well, uh, not only in the public uh, court of opinion, but the, in court as well. Um, but, Jamar, I, I mean, it's, uh, is it fair? I don't think so. Is, is the legal profession bending over backwards to help uh, black and brown kids in the legal? I, I believe these lawyers do the best they can. I've met some great lawyers as public defendants, uh, defenders. But, uh, it, you know, it's not all fair out there. I'm not going to say everything's good, Jamar. I'd be a liar if I said that. And uh, here's, always appreciate thing, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Officers always deserve to go have a right to go home. That's, that's the thing yeah. about it. Again, we need to work on relationships between the, the black and brown communities and police officers. It is vitally important. Police officers are who protect us. Police officers are who we turn to. Here's the thing. We've got to put partisanship aside. And cities like Chicago, when you've got bad mayors like Rahm Emanuel, and you have Democratic governors or Republican governors that are in charge of that state. We've got to hold these type of idiots accountable. It gives the rest of. But how do you, Jamar, how, Jamar, how do you solve the problem of 28 people shot in 18 hours? It's not the cop pulling the trigger. It's not a Rahm Emanuel no, not. pulling it, the trigger. It, it's, it, it, here's the thing, though. It's a flaw and disgusting police department that has all type of road cops involved in it. So there's not going to be citizens willing to help the police department. But here's the thing, though, Dan. If we if we aren't honest about road cops or the fact that, listen, you can, we can't say that Democrats I just, don't I like, just don't think they're the massive problem that they were, no, you know, no, 40, that, 50 years ago. That's not the problem. Listen, a lot of the problems are people like the Black Lives Matters who don't want to deal with black-on-black crime. We have to deal with that. But yep. joblessness and crime go hand-in-hand. Hand. So when you have a mayor or a governor that's not taking care of its citizens, that tends to happen. Well, but, uh, well, Jamar, what do you say to Rahm Emanuel, who's inviting illegal aliens to a city to take jobs from black folks and, and other illegal uh, folks? This idiot should have been gone a long time ago. He's corrupt. <laughs> He's corrupt. And he should have been gone. And it's a shame that the citizens are not demanding that Rahm be removed and somebody run against him. He dis- He's a disgrace to the city and to all of the citizens, black and brown and white. Jamar? And they all need to get together and, uh, and remove this guy because he makes a bad Jamar? relationship between the rest of us. Jamar, I want you and the rest of Black America to join the Republican Party for one year. <laughs> Just one. Give me a year, man. All right. All right. Jamar, have a great day. Appreciate thanks, your time, man. as always, my friend. That's uh, Jamar from uh, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis. Uh, North, I think he's a North Minneapolis guy. You can hear him on uh, Twin Cities News Talk, 1130, uh, Saturday night, 6 uh, Central. This is the Dan Connery Show. We went late. Sean, thank you very much, pal. Appreciate that. Uh, News Talk, 1310 WIBA. We shall return. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. All right, rocking out, man. Getting the metal, the metal. Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, Preble. Yes. Guess what? What's that? You can't tell I was out till 4 o'clock in the morning, can you? No clue. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So I just, for some reason, I didn't want this weekend to end. I had such a ball, and uh, 
You just have one of those. Re- Every day was good. Every day of the weekend was good. I had a nice time. It's a beautiful uh, weather was great. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's that time of year where, you know, everything is coming to life and uh, we all kind of feel renewed. And gosh, yeah, it's a oh, man. Fun weekend. Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to frolic this time of year? Is that acceptable? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if men frolic. Although I've 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 had ex girlfriends accuse me of doing such things, which apparently is not good. But yeah, that, all right. Uh, were the you, man Dan, card is out. Were you frolicking over the weekend? I was. I was gallivanting and frolicking Ooh. over the weekend, which was nice, and uh, she didn't mind it, so I was happy with that. <laughs> Uh, 321-1310, 321-1310, don't free, 877-235-1310. I want to read this from Ann, also posting here from the uh, Twin Cities, listening on iHeartRadio. I'm not buying Wisconsin being the most racist state in the U.S., of course, I suppose that uh, depends on the definition of being uh, being used. Um, could the difference between the airline uh, wouldn't know that uh, any of that information about the flyer during the incident, while an officer on the street uh, does have access and might uh, know how the person may uh, react uh, in police contact? Um, these are all different variables when it comes to the uh, incident on the airline. But, uh, Sean, to me, the most important thing that has come out of this weekend, Dan Connery was right. And uh, which is, you know, that's that's the important thing that we all have to win. Dan was right. Darn right you were. That's right. Yeah, I tell that to myself every day. You like when I'm all by myself, rocking in the corner. Yeah, I was right. I was right again. And uh, all right, uh, we have a story here that is uh, just so perfect. I love it because everything now officially has been uh, George W. Bush has officially been let off the hook. A new light has been uh, uh, shine in a different direction, and everybody is much more comfortable with accusing. Donald Trump for everything now. And I'm going to ask somebody who clearly is not a Trump supporter. I'm going to ask somebody who is, and, and again, I've, I've seen a lot of accusatory language over the weekend. I've seen a lot of people who are rearranging their belief systems to accommodate some of the policy changes uh, regarding uh, President Donald Trump. And I, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm not going to change my mind because Mr. Trump changed his mind. And at the same time, I'm not going to accept the world. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Blaming Donald Trump for everything. And Sean Preble, you'll be happy to know I had the privilege mm-hmm. of speaking speaking with somebody over the weekend. I can never say his name, but he is in the Intel, was in the Intel world militarily, and I can tell you with great confidence that uh, that failed North Korean uh, missile launch. Mm-hmm. We're doing some real good stuff in the cyber war uh, world. Darn We're doing right. Some very, very good. Yes, that's right. So uh, <laughs> your, your prediction was absolutely correct and uh, uh, verified over the weekend with a good friend of mine. So uh, well, good call, Preble. Good I, call. We're playing the game. You, you, and you love seeing that, especially while things are so heightened right now and everybody's watching. And then we go, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> that's North Korea. They are very, very prone to failure. <laughs> and very and I, prone. 
I loved the fact Kim Jong Un standing there with all those frightened generals who are applauding just at everything he does. <laughs> oh, very good. Please don't kill me and my family. Please don't. And uh, and I just sit there and I just I can't help but do the old uh, trombone. You know, and they go, uh, North Korea has failed. And I just think of his dad on Team America, which I can't do. I might offend some people. But here's a beaut. I got a beaut for you today before we go to the bottom of the hour break today, people. A man accused of assaulting a woman at a rally for then-candidate Donald Trump last year said in a new court filing Friday that he was only following Trump's directions when he helped remove her from a raucous crowd. Alvin Bamberger, 75, filed a countersuit in U.S. District Court saying that he would not have acted as he did without Trump's urging and inspiration. Bamberger is accused of shoving uh, Kaisha Nwemba at the uh, Louisville, Kentucky rally last year in his filing. So this was, Sean, this is a Trump supporter, allegedly, who is now in court. And his lawyer said, hey, listen, Donald Trump told you to do this. Donald Trump was in your ear. Donald Trump was sending uh, surreptitious messages into your brainwaves, going past your tinfoil hat into your skull, uh, mixing in with the uh, frontal lobe and synapse that should be taking place. And, and you realized you had an epiphany and you realized Donald Trump made you do it. Um, the uh, young lady who was assaulted along with uh, Molly Shaw and Henry Brousseau alleged they were physically attacked by several members of the audience, including Bamberger. Uh, Bamberger said he, he could be seen on video, video repeatedly uh, shoving Nwengba, and she acknowledged in his counterclaim that he did touch the woman but denied assaulting anybody. So the defense in this case is that you're an adult human being, 75 years of age. You have the capacity to get in your vehicle, drive to a rally, uh, enter the rally location. Uh, because of some of the ideology or some of the campaign pledges that you heard for Donald Trump, you had the mental capacity to understand where you are, why you're there, and what you're willing to hear and deal with. Then, all of a sudden, the paid protesters from Hillary Clinton and George Soros start acting up, and Bamberger decides, well, you know what, let me jack this girl over here and just shove her out of here, and it's going to be awesome. Because Donald Trump was up, get him out of here, get him out of here. You know, back in the day, they would have left on a hospital gurney. <laughs> Sean, my question of this segment as we head to bottom of the hour news, is anybody out there, is anybody liable for their own behavior today? Is anybody out there willing to take responsibility for what they did wrong, the mistakes they've made in life? Uh, have we surrendered the phrase, my bad? Have we walked away from personal accountability, responsibility, and maturity and adult behavior? How in the hell does a 75-year-old man say, well, you know, Donald Trump was telling me to push him, so I pushed him? Are you that stupid? If you have somebody that they're uh, taking that stance in court and the attorney forwards that uh, thesis, and that defense, I immediately, if I'm the judge, people, do you think I'd be a fair judge? No, I'd be a psycho. I'd be a psycho. Come on, let's be. Uh, I, in this case, I would remove uh, any driver's licenses, any other licenses he may have, and I would order him to stay in this house for the rest of his natural life. You may never leave the house again. You're 75. I'm not going to throw you in jail, but you're a moron. And if and if you're going to admit to being a moron, I need your lawyer to put that in a proffer uh, before the court before I hand down my sentence. I need you to acknowledge your stupidity. 
And I, I, I think if we're willing to do that, I think we should do that with uh, the authorities across the country. If we pull you over and you plead ignorance, that's okay. But you need to offer a proffer before we uh, forward the case uh, to prosecutors. And you need to admit, listen, I'm a moron, so here's my license. I'm going to stay in the house forever now. And, and uh, you should not be allowed to vote. And you know what happens to me when I hear this music? Oh, it's fun. Hey, hey where's the crack? It's a good time. Never tell you that story, people? No. Not the word crack. No. Uh, we had cousins come over from the other side. Their word for a party is crack. <laughs> that sounds like a party yep. to some. And they're walking around going, where's the crack? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> where's the crack? Look at me. I'm like, oh, oh okay, I got to talk to you a minute, fellas. Yeah, we don't use that word. All right, but I love a good crack. Love a good crack every now and then. Jesus. And uh, I'm like, yeah, shut up. We don't do it. Just, ex- All right, let's get in a fight then. It's good music. Let's punch somebody out. It'll be great. Uh, that's Sean Preble. I'm Dan Connery. Part of the hour news coming up next. News Talk 1310 WIBA. Get him out. Ready? Are you ready? Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get the hell out of here. Common Sense with Dan Conry on 1310 WIBA. Welcome back. Preble's doing to the, this to me purposely. <laughs> I can't control myself. I gotta start punching people in the face. So why do I, we have such stereotypes and so many different ethnicities? Hmm. No, it's, uh, I mean, now what do you, uh, you, you a German? Yeah, what do you identify as? Uh, little, uh, little, uh, Polish? Serbian, Croatian, um, all right. The, the, that's dad side, mob side is like all Wales, all Great Britain. That, uh, hey, Wales. Very and, nice. Uh, very, very nice. Very nice. And, uh, I, I I just I, I think about some of the uh, stereotypes we're hit with. I think about the the titles and tags we're hit with, and um, in fact, I I forgot to uh, I forgot to ask Jamar something, but uh, I'll just sort of, uh, Sean. Do you have any black friends that like you're hanging out sometimes? And uh, white people will walk up and say, "Hey, listen, I, I know this black guy in like uh, South Florida. You know him? Do you, you guys know each other?" <laughs> it's like it's like all black and Asian people are supposed to know each other, you know. When you're hanging out, it's like, dude, where, where do you come up with this question? I mean, it's just I I see I, that a lot with my my best friend's wife is Filipino, and as soon as she tells somebody she's Filipino, apparently yeah. everybody believes that if you are in the Dane County area and you're Filipino, <laughs> you all know each other, and she That's gets right. it all the time. Now, now, I will say this. They all do get together, and there's like this big cult of them that hang out, and then we go to these parties with them, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, don't worry. We know. We observe every one of those parties. <laughs> Documented, videotaped. Yeah. We know where the Filipinos are going because they, they're they going to just uh, take over. the. I just, I just find it amazing. And people... I, it, it's like me in law enforcement. I, I sure, Dane, you know, Dane and... Uh, and uh, uh, Janesville and and Madison and, uh, and Milwaukee and Chicago. So, hey, do you know this guy, dude? There were forty thousand sworn officers. You know, <laughs> yes. I when I was, yeah, I, there's people I I will never pass. Never mind. Uh, uh, it's just, but I I just got. Uh, there's a black friend of mine I was hanging out with yesterday. He's just somebody walked home. Hey, listen, I know this black guy from you know the thirty first street. It's like, really, dude? I mean, I, are you kidding me? It's like, uh, okay, I'm gonna leave now. I'm an idiot. So have a good day. And all right, that worked out nice. And uh, all right, I'm gonna uh, complain. I'm gonna bang on the table here, people. 
stepping I back. I want to know. All right. I, I want to know. Somebody please explain to me how a group of college kids can get together and sit down and say, you know, we we find the American flag to be hostile on the college campus. You know, you have people, on kids on college campuses today, uh, at Berkeley especially. And I, I don't know if everybody caught the love fest taking place at Berkeley over the weekend with uh, just uh, why are these uh, these clashes still taking place? Why are these conflicts still happening? Uh, if you got a, 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 a rally for President Trump. Why is everybody's happy? All right, Barack Obama's here. He doesn't, he doesn't do too much. He doesn't make any difficult decisions. He's a great guy. We love him. And now you have an administration that's uh, somewhat decisive and uh, certainly uh, committed to certain uh, ideologies and principles. Uh, for those of us who are a little bit more supportive on him getting away from the uh, uh, the uh, John McCain's and Lindsey Graham's, you know, I think it's been a little bit of a disappointing uh, week and a half or so. Not a big fan of Lindsey Graham, not a big fan of John McCain. Anyway, yeah, I finally said about both of them, enough is enough. These cats are willing to drop bombs and put uh, 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 military personnel, you know, the big hawks, when it comes to uh, what they think is the right thing to do. And again, I'm not going to uh, commit to a military op- operation uh, and, and sit here willy-nilly and say, well, you know, the men and women should be overseas right now. Yeah, I don't say that very easily. Um, having seen... Uh, uh, friends of mine shot and killed in a line of duty. Yeah, I'm in no I, Let's see if we can handle it some other way. And I'm I'm a big fan of debating and discussing whether or not, is this any of our business? Now, when I see a, a crime against humanity, when I see something that's clearly going to be prosecuted as a war crime or a or a, at least a crime against humanity, um, Assad guessed, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, he guessed his own people. But all of a sudden, the conspiracies pop up. Everybody comes, I, I don't know, hey, was it really him? Hey. It's like the person who sits next to me, and people, I got it again this weekend. Somebody born and raised in New York City sitting there saying to me, I'm not really sure what's going on with this 9-11. I don't trust it. How Dick Cheney and uh, George W. got this done is, uh, you know, we really need to investigate this. Really? Are we still doing this? And we live in a country now that we can question everything the government does. We can, And that's not a bad thing, by the way. Uh, we can question everything that the local law enforcement community does. Our cops and our deputies and our troopers. By the way, two Detroit uh, cops shot last night. Just investigating a burglary. They show up and they get set up uh, to shot. You know, when they shoot two police officers in the community, they're shooting you. I hope you understand that. And... It's, to me, it's... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I want to have the debate. I want to have the conversation. I want to be civil. I want to be collegial. I want to be academic. At the same time, what, when you're somebody who's, you know, kind of lived through it, kind of seen it, you're like, why are you, and, and I shouldn't do this, but I ask the question, why are you so stupid? We need to figure that out. It's we 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 see Donald Trump is going to come to uh, uh, is it Kenosha tomorrow? Uh, uh, Preble? Yeah, he's going to the uh, snap on factory tomorrow. 
Oh, yeah, Snap-on Tools. The most joked about uh, company in the world. We can't tell any of those jokes right now. No. Because we're on the air. And uh, I, I just, we, we live in a country now that the kids are able to, uh, um, and by the way, uh, Sean Preble has forwarded me breaking information, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. MIT expert claims the latest chemical weapons attack in Syria was in fact staged. Okay. I can live with that. Uh, what's in it for everybody else? I don't know. Um, but we... We live in a country now where the kids can go. Are you safe? You feel safe? It's, it's really nice. Are you, are you safe? You know, safe zone. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're part of the ABCDFGAJLBTQ community. And uh, you can't talk to us. We, we, we can't handle words anymore. We just don't want to debate anymore because it's, it's not healthy. And your whiteness is just clearly a microaggression. Well, uh, number one, uh, many years ago, I was not considered white in this country. I was the filthy Irish. Let's not forget that. But you have a group of kids who can sit on a college campus today. And and by the way, staff, faculty, administrators, deans, chancellors, and presidents, you brought this upon yourself. Because you now have kids sitting there saying, yeah, the American flag is, is for some reason a microaggression. The American flag is somehow in some way, shape, or form offensive. And the further we get in time here, uh, my dad used to put his flag out in front of his house every day. Just, you know, a Marine's Marine. Let me hang this. Bed. It's my, that's my flag, man. It's my flag. It's a very, very good thing. By the way, try to do the same thing with the American fl- or, or, or European flag over there. See what happens to you. That's not going to go very well for you. And I enjoy the freedoms uh, of uh, the Bill of Rights. I enjoy the freedoms of the United States. But it's your censorship that goes with those freedoms after you, uh, after you participate in that First Amendment. After you participate in the lawful assembly, then it turns, I think, uh, unlawful when you start burning stuff and and, and assaulting people and uh, breaking the law. But I'm allowed to say, I, I'm supposed to sit here and say, well, you know, the kids are nice and they don't like the American flag because it, it, they're afraid of it. It's a microaggression. You know what? I, I think we, we should have uh, mandatory explorers from all, <laughs> all Ivy League colleges who got to do street time in uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. That, that, I think that's a good idea. Are you afraid? Yeah, you're afraid on campus here. Yeah. Here's your little blue uh, outfit. You just walk around the streets here. Yeah, see how that works out for you. It's going to be nice. Yeah, they're banning the flag on a, on a college campus. Oh, is it me? God. And, and my, my celebration and my love of that flag is somehow jingoistic, unhealthy, and mentally ill. And, uh, and, and I'm probably a crazy religious fanatic who holds a bile. I've got a gun on my back pocket. And I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a coke. I'm a nut. I just don't get it anymore, do I? It's very afraid, people. I got to take a break. It's 46. I, I, I need some meds. Preble, got any meds for me, too? Nope. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, I'm holding my breath, dude. I'll be right back. Uh, it's uh, 47 past the hour with Dan Connery Show. News Talk 1310 WIBA. Dan Conley Show. Join the conversation at 321-1310, toll free at 1-877-235-1310, or hit him up on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back, Madison. Welcome back, Wisconsin. I don't know where it goes, but it flies by. And uh, that's Sean Preble taking your calls today. We're going to uh, take you right to Rush. But don't forget, uh, Vicky McKenna starts at 3 o'clock. We know if you're not listening, if you're not tuned in, and uh, we have the equipment to uh, do that now because, you know, 
now I have the government right in my pocket. Now it's the Trump administration. So now you can all go back to being afraid to, of the government. You didn't fear. You had no problem with the Russians at a, for eight years. Ah, you know, we're going to hit the reset button. It's going to be really nice. Um, make sure you turn into Vicky McKenna at 3 o'clock. Make sure you're there. Uh, Preble just forwarded me the story that made my head explode last week. And uh, I, I got to ask a question to somebody who I would definitely consider more progressive than I am. Preble, when you see stories like this, uh, I, I bet you this uh, solidifies one thing in your mind. You will never be the uh, the status quo Democrat for the rest of your life. Uh, there's just too much of an independent streak, and you like building things, and you like creating, and you potentially making money. All good things to you. Darn right and, they are. All right, good. So you just can't relate to this. And uh, it, DeQuince University in Pennsylvania, uh, the student body selected Chick-fil-A as being their sandwich uh, facility or shop on the campus. That's the one they wanted. And, uh, dude, if you've ever had Chick-fil-A, you and I both know, awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's, But there was a gay student group at the university fears that the proposed Chick-fil-A outpost could jeopardize the school's safe spaces. Um when you and I are both sympathetic to our gay brothers and sisters out there, you have uh, you and I have never expressed any homophobia. Uh, if a civil authority wants to uh, a civil authority wants to sign off on a marriage, I you know what I got no complaints. Leave the church out of it. Leave, don't dictate to uh, the religious institutions. We'll be fine. My mother and father were very progressive on the gay issue early on in life, and uh, they were the uh, you know they didn't need any uh, social scientists or uh, psychiatrists. They don't like you. Don't talk to them. If you don't like them, don't talk to them. They're just you'll Leave it alone. Walk away. Don't be an idiot. Now, my dad, who was movie star handsome, loved the gays. Why? Because more women for him. And how does that, how do you look at somebody seriously, Preble, who says, I can't go to this university if that chick chicken sandwich place is on the campus? Is that a, a individual who's legit in their fear? Or is that an individual looking for attention, trying to gin up politics, trying to create disharmony? In other words, creating an unsafe space on the campus by virtue of their complaint. There's somebody with way too much free time. Yes. Is it? I mean, and I guess that's that's kind of the American way. I, there, there are a few ways we protest in this country. One is through food. The other is through either boycotting or attending a movie or boycotting or attending a particular concert or right. seeing an art. I mean, we are the laziest protesters in the world that we're going to make a chicken sandwich joint somehow ground zero for political debate and discussion. I am. I'm at a point now where I've decided. We're going to dole out meds for free for these kids. Just, <laughs> just, just knock them down to the point like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to get your diploma. Just, just don't talk anymore. Sit over there. Stay spaced out. Stay whack for the next four years. Here you go. Here's your degree. Get the hell out. And it, it just. And by the way, this is a Catholic university. This oh, is the sh- other. Uh, oh. This is the other nuance here. And uh, again, if by the way, if you go to Fordham. Or if you go to Boston College, you know, uh, Prebo, there's people out there who don't know Boston College is a Catholic university. People don't know that. And when you go to the Fordham campus and you go to the BC campus, I've had relatives attend both. Um, yeah, it really, they're not over the top on the, uh, the uh, imagery or the Catholic, you know, uh, a little too politically correct for my liking, by the way. I, I don't mind seeing some insignia and, and, and some messaging. 
And uh, I went to St. Mary's in Minneapolis, and I actually it was a good campus. They really acknowledged every aspect of what a Catholic university should be. And in other words, reconciling uh, one's faith with science, and the two can get along, by the way. Uh, but it, it, it's this is a, a student, uh, because of their sexuality, and because of their, uh, they grew up in a household that was probably pretty Catholic, and there is an, an inbred hostility there now. Whereas my cousins, who eventually came out of the closet, they felt guilt their entire lives. They felt ashamed of their entire lives. They were afraid their entire lives because of their Catholic guilt. Now we've done a 180, and now we have a Catholic uh, a kid who happens to be gay standing on this campus and saying to himself, I'm going to lecture, and I'm going to uh, demand, and I'm going to make a statement, and I'm going to dictate how this Catholic university does business. Because I am one person who's going to make enough noise. I'm going to be the squeaky wheel. I'm going to be in your face. And my gay organization and or group can take a stand against what. Let me. All right. Let me, here's a quote here. I think it's imperative the university chooses to do business with organizations that coincide with the university's mission and expectations they give students regarding diversity and inclusion. Uh, this is a young uh, man, Mr. Martini. Uh, Martini asked government leaders uh, to pass a resolution urging the school to consider Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, he, this is the pro Chick-fil-A guy, Martini. And uh, it gets, uh, what is against Catholic values and traditions? How's about uh, being intolerant of anybody? How's about being intolerant? This is, if you want to be intolerant against Chick-fil-A, guess what? You're not a good practicing Catholic. How's about them apples, my fellow Christian? How's about them apples? Uh, keep your hostility to yourself. Keep your beliefs and yeah, and for the social uh, construct, for the social agreement that we have. People should be able to allow go get a chicken sandwich. And probably you're going to love this one. One of the guys who uh, who was in that movie, Lone Survivor, uh, the Special Forces guy, mm -hmm. uh, guy with a beard. I forget which one it was. He was. Uh, he goes, I feel scared too. I never went through anything frightening. And he starts eating his Chick Fil A and sucking on a soda. He goes, Yeah. Yeah, I got shot up 15 times. But no, 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 you could be afraid on the college campus. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to eat my Chick-fil-A. Have a nice day. I also it, love how they, they all despise Chick-fil-A and whatever. They just don't eat there if you don't like it. But they all love In-N-Out Burger like it's the, the cat's meow. And the, yeah. And you talk about, uh, I mean, there's religious verses on the cups. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, I, I my In-N-Out Burger and my Chick-fil-A are my drug of choice. Oh. The most awesome burger. That you, you've had In-N-Out, right? Yeah, now, oh, right? yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. See, we come together. Preble and Connery come together once again. And we got to wrap this up, gang. It flew by. Preble stole it. You can blame him. At P-R-E-B-S-O-L, at Dan Connery on Twitter. This has been the Dan Connery Show, News Talk 1310, WIBA. Have a great day, everybody. Get him out. Ready? Yeah, are you ready? Get him out of here. Get him out of here! Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Good show, dude. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.